Without a belt, I'm having a really hard time keeping my pants up. That was tough. Hello, and welcome back to the NTPOS podcast. Such a soft pee. This is episode four, Anonymity. My name is Sean Michaels Evanson, sitting here as I always do with Christopher the Gobbler Feldman. That's good tea. Mm, looks oh, like good tea. That was good tea. That looks. Is that Earl Grey English no, breakfast? No, just tea. Just tea. Darjeeling. Darjeeling. Mm. Oh, darling. Uh, we named today's episode anonymity. Nailing it. Nailing. It. I know how to say the word. Hitting it out of the park. Because our new, I regret to say, new NTPOS podcast champion, beat writer. Anthony Tuan Paolo, beat off writer, has taken the belt away from me this past Sunday during WWE's pay-per-view TLC. He predicted more right than me, and we have a picture of him uploaded to the site and via Twitter, at NTPOS Podcast on Facebook, at NTPOS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, he chose a picture of him from college with a keystone box on his head to maintain his anonymity and Fuck, I did he it. He fumble fucked over and it, folks. I fumbled it. Anonymity as champion. Back on track. <laughs> so he's like, he's going to be like the new Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara, Kalisto, insert any masked wrestling character's name. Only mm-hmm. instead of a mask, it's a Keystone Lightbox. Which is uh, basically the the leftover film on the top of Coors Light. I respect that they it. they throw out. Yeah. And he could use that to his advantage, like tremendously. When we start getting interns here to help us out with the show, oh, very soon he too. will only reveal his face to the interns to give them like, oh, like what an honor. Yeah. He, Little do they know, Tuan showed us his face. Little do they know, he has a mask on underneath the Keystone Lightbox. Mm, yeah, it's just a stapled picture of Hugh Jackman yep. to his forehead and, and chin. You th- and you think it's him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's what he looks like. What a, what a grizzled man. What amazing reconstructive surgery. You look great. Uh, anyway, uh, as we get back into it, this past Sunday, uh, uh, December, September, what the fuck was I going to say? December 4th. Wake me up. Four. December 4. Four. 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 Uh, WWE had their TLC pay-per-view from the American Airlines mm. Center in Dallas, Texas. Go down to Dallas. I expect everything just to be labeled American. American This is American. This ain't nothing but American Airlines. This is an American Audi vehicle. You, you know that's a German car, right? American. Yeah, you would. Where did they buy it? They bought it in America. <laughs> you sound like uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck on the chorus thing. Chorus. <laughs> the banquet beer. The banquet beer. Dodge Ram. Um, if you can't dodge it, ram it. If you can't ram it, fuck it. If you can't fuck it, well, fuck it. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> uh, so WWE, they had a. They always throw end up throwing these dark matches together that were completely un suspected nothing like we, we nothing racial nothing racial by that by the way yeah uh although apollo cruz that's just not making this any better american alpha and the high pros defeated kurt hawkins the vaude villains and the ascension did not watch the dark match didn't watch it either if i knew this was going to happen i would have told you the face team's going to win yes the face team's just getting airtime the face team's going to win to make a crowd pop just, before again the though like why have the show start a half hour early and then end at ten thirty? yeah just, just make that the opening match. I mean, it's a shitty match, but so be it. Or just don't have that match. Yeah, it's a pointless match. They just always have large tag team matches before the show. Makes no sense. Uh, so TLC tables, ladders, and chairs. We had a tables match, a ladders match, a chairs match, and then a championship match that encompassed all three. Mm. So let's start at the end. We'll, we'll, start, we'll tell the story from a different perspective. We'll start at the end, work our way to the beginning, and give different character spe- perspectives throughout. It's almost like that movie Memento. Otherwise, it's like a, a linear story. It's like Memento. Mm. No. Uh, so starting with C, chairs match. Ooh. Uh, boring Corbin, which is mine now, defeated Kalisto in a chairs match. Well, let's be careful with the way we phrase that. He didn't defeat Kalisto. He... Raped, raped him, which on your scorecard, you did select uh, he will win the match via rape. 
You didn't select pinfall or anything else, and I gave you a plus one for That's that. That's what I like to hear. Because it was a raping. He, he raped him. He ripped his pants off. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Spoiler alert, Tuan's our new champion. That's fine. Uh, but I did give you a point for predicting rape mm. in the match. I'm usually spot on with the rape stuff. And that happened. Yeah. Uh, Kalisto got annihilated. He took the deep six like to the outside of the ring, and then the end of days onto the chairs, which was fantastic. It was actually a, a very entertaining match. Yeah, between the, but that feud needs to just stop. It's like you don't care about the characters, which is why that match is kind of shitty. But the match itself was but, thoroughly yeah, entertaining. The spots were good. Like if those were yeah. two different wrestlers, like if that was like Rollins and Jericho, mm-hmm. like amazing match. And uh, you know I mean? Boring Corbin, which is mine now, took his shirt off and showed his Brandon Fraser stomach. Yes, which was uh, fantastic. To he, see. he smiled mm-hmm. with his stomach, which yeah. was nice. It's, it's nice to see that he's cheering up a little bit. Uh, but other than that, I don't really have anything else to take away from this match. It's better than the crowd reacted or like anybody's talking about it. Like it was yeah. a solid raping. But, but I'm glad nobody really reacted that much because Corbin doesn't deserve it. No, Neither Corbin, Corbin is still dog shit. That feud needs to just end. Kalisto's fantastic. He's excellent in the yeah. ring. Corbin. Which is Kalisto should have been on Raw. Yeah. Um, so then let's see. I'm trying to figure out. Let's go the women's division because uh, that'll help us continue backtracking. Oh, okay. no. Now we're going to jump to the beginning and then we'll arrive at the middle. I'm telling you, it's momentum. But before that, we got uh, Nikki Bella and Carmella in a no disqualification match. That match was dog shit. Yeah, it had like some uh, some surprising spots where they did some like cool things. But overall, it, it just Nikki Bella's not good enough. No, like, she's and, not. And Carmella. I don't know if she's good enough because she's only faced really Nikki Bella. Yeah. Well, I, I hate her on the mic. She's literally, I've said it before, I've said it many times, she's just a body. Yeah, she's a body. She's just a body. I, uh, trust me, I'm, I'm probably like a feminist when it comes to being a man as far as rights for women, but she's literally just an object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is an object. She has a job because it. I think she's dating uh, she's Big dating Cass. Big Cass. Um. Yeah, like Nikki Bella, like she represents an era of women's wrestling. Like when the Bella Twins first debuted and they were doing the gimmicky shit under the ring, that like kind of in a way represents like probably a solid five year block, would you say, of women's wrestling? They came in during the Diva Search. Yeah, but considering what we have now, actual women wrestlers who know what they're doing, the Nikki Bellas are phasing out. One Bella's already gone and pregnant. I think she's. I think she is Brie pregnant. pregnant? She might be. I think so. Um, Is she a milf? No, Maurice is the MILF. No, uh, Brie will be a MILF, eventually. Yeah. But it yeah. depends if you meet her in person or not. We think Maurice is a MILF. Yeah, we'll p- get to p- Maurice. Most likely. Um, so yeah, that match, it was just like she brought out the fire extinguisher and just sprayed her for fucking 10 minutes, and it felt like it was going on forever. Yeah, overused. And then the, the match ended. It was yep. bizarre. Uh, the other women's match, however, the good women's match, in my opinion, Alexa Bliss defeated SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch to become the new SmackDown Women's fucking Champion. Becky? Fucking Becky lost. Good, um, good match, though. I Some people, from what I was reading online, were saying, like, yeah, the match was okay. I was actually thoroughly entertained I by th- this match. I thought it was a nice, refreshing change from the Nikki Bella match, obviously, but then also all the Raw matches yeah. between Charlotte and Sasha. Yeah. You and I were saying that during the pay-per-view, let, you know... You're, you, it doesn't feel as big because you're more invested in Charlotte and Sasha because it's been happening for fucking ever. And they ever. shove it in your face all the time. Oh, we're but match-wise, match if you if you substitute Becky and, and Alexa and put in Sasha and Charlotte into that match, we're going, that was a good tables match. Good for you, ladies. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's they, just they that just made, we're not as invested in the SmackDown women. Yeah, they would have been touting how much they make history. Oh, we're making history again. We're breaking history again. It's like, enough is enough. I like how it ended kind of suddenly with the powerbomb off. like. Off the apron, which is a big spot. A power that's a big bump for Becky to take. It felt uh, more realistic. Yeah, where it, it that's abruptly. exactly how a tables match should be. That like you could end up through a table at the blink. You of an could eye. be the better wrestler. Like Becky is the better <clears throat> wrestler, but Alexa Bliss gets that one opportunity, throws you through a table match. Over, you know. Yeah. I love the way that ended. And it I didn't they feel both did a good job. It didn't feel overbooked or no. overworked. The match. It just kind of felt natural, and I yeah. liked it. And Ale- the prospect of Alexa Bliss as women's champion. I've been in love with this girl since NXT. Yeah, we talked about total package. She's she's very good on the mic. She's more than competent in the ring. Right. And she has a good look. I mean, clearly she has a good look. Beat writer Anthony Tuan Paolo and new NTPOS podcast champion has been saying that about her for a while now, too. He's been a big And obviously they're, they're starting to realize that. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. And it's it's refreshing, you know. It's not. It doesn't feel quite like you know how over on Raw they're hot shotting the belt back and forth. 
this felt a little bit more earned, and I kind of yeah, like that about been, it. She hasn't lost the belt since she got it back in uh, September. I just find it funny that like now the women wrestlers are being allowed to do more and more, where it's just like Sasha and Charlotte on Raw had the Hell in a Cell, and then Alexa Bliss and uh, Becky Lynch had this tables match. There was a no disqualification <clears throat> match on oh, the oh. exact same card, and now up and coming on uh, Roadblock. Or there, there was the Falls Count Anywhere where Sasha won the belt back. And now coming up at Roadblock, there's going to be an Iron Woman match. Yeah, which they've done before with uh, Sasha and Bailey. Give me a fucking Inferno women's match and set one of these ladies on fire. Set them on fire and let it be Nia Jax. You know it's just going to keep going until they've covered all the matches yeah, that the men little, have been allowed to do for let it fucking be Nia years. Jax. And I want them to bring back the casket match. I want Buried Alive to be brought back. Buried Alive was a really cool match. Buried Alive would be something <clears throat> great for, for Bray to do. I, it would know? be a very cool match, I think. Uh, speaking of Bray, <clears throat> nice segue. New, very nice segue. Speaking of Bray, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt defeat SmackDown Tag Team Champions Heath Slater and Rhino. The Wyatt family is the new tag team champions on Pretty SmackDown, cool. and they it looks like they're going to be able to pass the belts back and forth the way the New Day do. Yeah, they got the Freebird rule. The Freebird rule, where anybody can defend the belts. It's like the the family are the champions, mm-hmm. and I love it. Uh, the one thing I am just. I don't know if I'm happy about it or just furious that it's taken this long. That is the first strap Bray Wyatt has held since he has debuted in the WWE. Almost five years. That is fucking insulting. I told the guy at work that, and he was like, there's no way. I said, yeah. I said, that's true. He goes, that's, he's like, that's disgusting. It's terrible. He was like, he was absolutely like, awful. he looked physically ill. Luke Harper held the Intercontinental <clears throat> Championship. He was for the only one stretch, in the Wyatt family. But he was the only the one who ever had a belt. I mean, obviously, Randy Orton's in the Wyatt family now, too, so technically you could prestige. say whatever the fuck you want about that. But. but I like that they have the Freebird rule because that leaves titles open for Bray. Yeah, so it could be that maybe Bray now goes for the IC title, which I'd be fucking thrilled want, to see I the want Wyatt family Bray, pushed. I really want Bray to go for the heavyweight. Um, maybe Rowan comes back. They defend the tag titles, and Randy gets the IC. If the whole Wyatt family which is what run I, shop of all the belts, how long have I been pushing for them to just run a couple a show? A couple of years, probably two three years, I would say at least. You've been why it should have happened by now. Yeah, it should have happened by now. You have a really good faction. You're not using them to their potential at all. Yeah, they're not being booked no. properly to be like a but, feared faction. Finally, they're a hollow threat of a faction, but they're finally getting what they should be getting. And I almost wonder. It's like, did Randy say? I want to do the storyline because I know you won't make me lose, which means that the Wyatts will start winning also. What I would love to see, because I'm enjoying Randy Orton in the Wyatt family, oddly. I never thought I would say that after the fucking glow in his eyes a couple weeks back. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is totally happening? Totally makes up for it. I would love to see they just got the tags. Bray goes on. Bray wins the IC, but it's like the Wyatt family wins the IC. So then they're going to move on to the heavyweight and when it comes to winning the heavyweight that's where randy kind of snaps out of the wyatt family again and he kind of tries to use that as his way back to the top Hmm. um that would be interesting booking to me like the the big belt is the one that made randy be like "Mm, i'm not in this that would be better than him just being like oh it was a ruse the whole time i was pretending yeah we'll see i mean smackdown's what on right now as we're recording probably so we'll we'll end up seeing what happens ultimately but Good on the Wyatt family for finally winning. Finally. Um, the Intercontinental Championship, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler in the ladder match. Probably, uh, no, it's not the worst match on the card. The The dark match, is, I could, without even seeing it, I can tell you the dark mm. match was probably bad. Mojo Raleigh probably did some dumb fucking move um, that has no place in a wrestling ring. Nikki Bellas was bad. And then I'd probably give this, I think out of all the other matches on the card, I may have enjoyed the Boring Corbin match, which, Boring Corbin, which is mine now, more than I like this ladder match. And I know why, because we've seen this match it just feels stale. for months. It's... Th- they can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. If if Dolph Ziggler <clears throat> was still the champion, I maybe would have felt a little bit different about it because now it would be like Dolph Ziggler finally getting that push that he deserves. Yeah. But now that he doesn't have the belt and the Miz just kicked him in the nuts to win, it just it there was amazing spots. Dolph Ziggler sold his ass off in this match as he always does. As he always does. But it felt like it dragged on a little long. Yep. Like it just it didn't hold my attention perfectly. So I think if you were to go back and revisit TLC, you could skip this match. Yeah. The Intercontinental match would just say it. I agree. Uh unless you want to see Maurice who she might she might be a MILF. Possibly. Mm. 
I'm going to go maybe. Perhaps. Um, so there's that. And then if you are going to tune into TLC, the match to tune in for is the main event. One of the top, I would say, three to five matches of the year so far. WWE World Champion AJ Styles defeats Dean Ambrose in the tables, ladders, and chairs match. Um, before the big f- finish that you know we'll get to, uh, AJ Styles, man. Holy fuck. Somehow he gets better. He is, he gets every single match. He is better and better and better. in. the moves he pulls out are things I've never seen before. You know, I know I followed him. I, I'm not a, a, I didn't follow TNA a lot, but I was aware of him in TNA. I was aware of him in new Japan, but not enough where I could be like, Oh, I, he did that move and know that he did he it is. elsewhere. So I'm the same way. The stuff that he's doing now on the big stage in the WWE, uh, stuff I've never fucking seen. Yeah. What it, we said the the spot that ripped his tights open because he takes a spot onto the chairs and is the bit on his ass his tights rip and you see his ass like the yeah, rest he's got of the a match. nice cut but he works through it you know what I mean like he's still such a good performer in the ring that I'm not distracted that you know a dollar size amount of his ass is showing yeah which, you know? who, which who gives a shit uh but he did that I don't even know what to call it it was like Dean put him up in some kind of suplex but threw him underneath onto four standing chairs yeah. unbelievable Styles spot. is trying to suplex Ambrose onto like four chairs that he set up facing each other yeah and Dean keeps blocking it and then lifts him up like he's gonna face plant them on it yeah but then pushes Styles head and Styles forward, rotates perfectly. and like almost looks like like he turned into like a power bomb of sorts a Falcon arrow kind it was of amazing. Move. It was amazing. I've never seen it before in my life. Uh, but right <clears throat> onto the chairs perfectly, except for the fact that his, he ripped his tights. And that and the 450 splash Spring, from the inside, to the outside, the yep. inside of the ring, springboarding off the top rope to tables on the outside of the ring, hitting Dean Ambrose. Perfectly hit. I marked out. I marked out at that spot. Unbelievable. Yeah, we both like, jumped off the couch. Yeah. And then uh, I think I was the only one who predicted it. Um, Ellsworth James Ellsworth comes out and turns heel. It's it's odd because after what he said on Talking Smack, it's not like a full heel turn. He's kind of just like, oh, I don't need Dean. I can he's, beat he's AJ out straight up. He's yeah. out for himself. So ultimately, Dean Ambrose has a chance to get the belt. He's climbing the ladder. Ellsworth climbs in, tips the ladder. Ambrose falls through two tables on the outside of the ring, and he's out. AJ climbs up and wins. I um, think I mentioned it Sunday, but I think they missed – it's not like a, it didn't ruin anything, but I think it would have been more impactful if they showed – like Ellsworth grabbed the ladder and showed like Dean's reaction. Like yeah, he looks it, down and it like missed says, a little you son something. of a bitch, and then gets pushed. What are you doing? No, yeah, like what's like what are you doing? Like because he should have been surprised. Yeah, I mean he was obviously when the ladder got tipped, but it did happen kind of quickly. Yeah, like he just started tipping the ladder without giving that that little moment. It's a small moment, but it when it, it comes to storytelling in the match, it, it's it needs to happen. So if I had yeah, if we had to criticize it, that's probably the that's one it, thing we would say. Other than that, that's. Easily top five match of the year. Yeah. If you're tuning in to watch TLC, you're watching that match because it's amazing. Maybe Bray Wyatt just because he deserves yeah. it and you should watch him and what's, finally. What's win funny belt. about me bringing up top five matches of the year is Styles is probably part of at least three to three or four of those. And I could, I know you don't, you don't watch NXT, but NXT Toronto was like two weeks ago, I think. Uh, and Tuan said the same exact thing. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, you've heard me bring them up before. Mm-hmm. They won the NXT belts. One of the best tag team matches. Three out of fall. Uh, yeah. It was best of three? Best of three falls match. Tag and team. A tag team match. Wow. Yeah. That match. And then the match they had before that, like the previous one. Oh, no, no. It wasn't in NXT. It was a part of the CWC, the Cruiserweight Classic, when Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa faced each other. That match was fucking brilliant. Hmm. Those two guys are in, I think, two top five matches of the year for me as well. And AJ Styles might have the other three. Uh, So fantastic stuff. Uh, Any other thoughts, closing thoughts about TLC? I thought this was a a really solid pay-per-view. I enjoyed it too. Some people are saying that the Dallas crowd wasn't into it, so it felt lackluster. They they weren't into things that they should have been into. Yeah. I I agree with that. But that doesn't take me personally out of a pay-per-view. No. No, I I could mute it and still be into a match. thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Um, what would you give it grade wise? Uh, I give it like a four two. Four two out of five. I really, really liked it. I, I mean, that Styles match was so freaking good. I probably, I think I'm right about there with you. I was gonna give it like a four two, four three, four two five. Because it's tough sometimes when it comes to weapons, especially to like do new stuff. I give it an A. If we just went letter grade, I give it an A. I would give it an A also because yeah. even if you think about the boring Corbin match, we liked that match and we hate Corbin and we hate boring Corbin. I don't it's really mine. care about Kalisto. I'm not like. Looking you just want to see for that to be a match. Yeah, exactly. 
But um, really, really solid pay per view. Um, so <laughs> somebody wants in the room. Um, so yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the the pay per view as well. Um, I give it like an A. Uh, we'll see what happens the next couple weeks. We'll see what happens the next couple weeks uh, on SmackDown and Raw. I mean, we saw what happened on Raw last night. Um, interesting stuff. I just tune in for Chris Jericho and the New Day. Really, <laughs> that's about it. Um, and SmackDown, I'll I'll find out tonight or tomorrow whenever I end up watching it. Uh, that covers it. Yeah, we have a new NTPOS podcast champion, the NTPOS beat, beat writer, beat off writer, beat off Anthony Tuan Paolo holding the belt, looking stylish here on the podcast center. And the fucking jerk ended my reign. I had a nice reign as the champion He's just going being for a, a while. Right Look at him. He's just drinking his his pineapple punch out of a full container, the giant straw, white suit jerk. What a douche. I need to unwind. You know the best way to unwind? I can think of a few. Yeah? What do you got I for me? I can think of a few. What um, do you got for me? I'm thinking maybe we should hit the links. I think we should hit the links I think as we well. Hit the links. For anybody hard who hadn't checked out uh, our last episode, episode three, we debuted a little segment called Hit the Links. We've got to get some kind of intro music for when we cue this segment. Otherwise, I'm just sitting here trying to set it up while you find the link that we're going to run through today. Basically, we look at those stupid Bud, BuzzFeed and Esquire, you know, men's health, men's health links and lists that you should uh, read through. Like every man needs to know about their woman and, and like weird sex things yep. that you, you're supposed to like read this on your Facebook and be like, Oh wow, this is what I need to incorporate into my daily life. And we're just going to rip it apart. So I know you have a bunch saved up. I'll have, let you, I'll let you pick out so at random. Many. I think we got to pick me. We can go through maybe like two or three. We'll go through two. <clears throat> Let's first, do two of them. The first one we're going to do is it's a wonderful men's health article. <laughs> yes. Uh, written by Alyssa. H. Rustic. Uh, she's going to tell me everything I need <clears throat> to know about a woman. H. Rustic. This was uh, published uh, uh, not too long ago. Give Alyssa a French kiss. This is um, in the topic of oral sex. Oral sex. So this is why only 28% of women love, not like, love giving oral. So maybe there's Get a higher... Wait, giving, not receiving? Giving, yeah. Giving. Yeah, so maybe more than 28% of women like... Giving oral, but 28% of women love. Love it. So they must have done a study. Yeah. It's a Canadian research center, so yeah. they surveyed 500 BDIs. straight college women. Oh, sure. About their most recent sexual encounters. Yeah, encounters. girls who are like finding their own sexual exploration as they go to college and they're alone for the first time. They're like, I'm into anything. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm sure a lot of those... Meet, I love giving oral. I'm sure yeah. a lot of those were under the influence as well. Fuck off. Already, before you the, even begin. Because those frat boys just love to just yeah. respect the woman. What's a Canadian frat like? Eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody gets A's. You want to go? <laughs> no, I'm not even going to rebuttal that one. And found they found that 60% of them gave oral sex during that encounter. So 500 straight women, 60%. So we're talking 300. Sure. The 300. You're good at math. It's coming It's coming to theaters this fall. <laughs> it's going to be a much different film. Zack Snyder with the blood spray, with, only this time it's a it's gonna be, different kind it's of spray. <laughs> coming at you in 3D. <laughs> oh. well, James Cameron is going to be a part of the film as well. Yep, yep. But only 28% of them said that doing so was very pleasurable. Of course it was. Just over half of the women said it was somewhat pleasurable. And 17% just didn't enjoy giving it at all. Yeah, I love but having... But they still did it anyway. I love having a dick... I love putting a dick in my mouth. Yeah. That's it, what these women are it's saying. It's probably the most... That's just, a bad soundbite it's, it's also an odd-looking thing. Yeah. Just like if I was a chick, I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah. Half the time, the guys are pushing down on your head. You're choking. It's disgusting. Yeah. I try to make sure she doesn't make it out alive. Oh, yeah. Well, which is why I sit right. so much. <laughs> I, I, am, I am slowing you down. So, all right, get into this. So, what's a guy to do? Understanding where she's coming from will help you uh-huh. navigate and make sex better for both of you. Of course it will. Here are a few reasons women may not be into giving hit. First reason, she might only be doing it out of obligation. Traditionally, and research finds that this is still true in many modern relationships. <laughs> yeah, the world's rundowned researchers <laughs> yeah. looking into this. Women are often presented as more passive than men during sex. I guess I can understand that. It makes sense. Thanks, Alyssa. In these old school roles, women are seen as the givers of oral sex and men the receivers. 
these can make women feel like they have to perform oral, which is really terrible to be a woman. Yeah. Like, always, re- really, I've said place. this so many times. Like, if I was a chick in seventh, eighth grade, I would have killed myself. All the fucking pressure that's on you. Because oh, yeah. I remember being embarrassed, like, if I got a pimple, oh, being yeah. a guy, yeah, 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 going to school. I can't, like, when a girl does it, though, like, the entire building knows. Everybody's Everybody's know talking about it, about yeah. it, passing notes about it. And, like, I, w- I would have killed myself. She doesn't like giving oral oh my, sex. Oh, my God. She she gives horrible blowjobs. <laughs> it's like, okay, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, like, they feel obligated to do it? Yep. They feel like it's an obligation because that's how things have been for so long. All right. Whatever. What's which the is next just reason? Ri- which is just ridiculous. What is this? Three reasons? Uh, there's not a number. There's just a few. Okay. She might feel that oral sex is too intimate for a casual hookup. So that's why she's not into it. That's kind of fair, right? Hmm. Well, I don't know, because what I was about to say is, like, if I were to hook up with a random girl, I'm not just going to immediately go down on her, because I don't know where this girl's been. Oh, no, been. I, I 100% agree with that, because I think oral's a lot more intimate Yeah, I would say that, regular that I actually don't... It's weird. I usually like to rip apart every one of those, but that one, the researchers the researchers found something that I agree with. And I think if I was hooking I, will st- I won't <laughs> go down on them, but yeah. I will stick myself inside the I will the stick myself inside them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next one? Don't, I hope I don't agree with this. You didn't one. reciprocate, which is a problem. A lot of guys, they think they're too good for it. I mean, women also, sometimes women, oh, I'm too hot to do that. No, you're not. No, you're not. no you're, you're not. You're not fucking Miss America. And even if you are fucking Miss America, I would spit in your face. You agree. You, you, it's mutual. Yeah. You got you to gotta give to receive. Yeah. It's like Christmas. Nobody just gets gifts. You got to give some. To I'm too some. good for that. Well, I'm too good for this relationship. So, so, so bye. That, so that link was, you know, more or less. It was so it right. was only three? Yeah, it was just three. All right. It was just three. Um, give me another ooh, one then. Let's, hit, let's, ones. let's, hit the let's get out of the long. realm of sex. This one just made me laugh because apparently this was like really. And the tagline is messy, messy. <laughs> yes. This is, this is a um, magician's duel. What? Two In magicians. The fuck? Or beefing, apparently. Chris Angel. Mind freak. Mind freak. Just exposed the hell out of David Copperfield in Magic's Greatest Feud. <laughs> Is this the magical Burt Wonderstone yeah. in real Everybody life? Everybody <laughs> loves drama. I mean, it's amazing to me. So let's see. What do we got here? Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the midst of a Chris Angel versus David Copperfield public feud. There's a couple pictures of them. They look freaking ridiculous. This this sounds to me like a WWE booking where they're like, guys, magic is losing its relevance in pop culture. Oh. We need you two to feud. Bring it back into the mainstream, boys. See and what you let's got. let's go. And apparently this started back on May 6th. Chris Angel posted a link from the most respected business magazine to an article that said Chris was the biggest name in Vegas. Mm. Chris Angel, the biggest name in Las Vegas. Bloomberg Business Week, the most respected business magazine, he put in parentheses. So obviously that's... Fuck, uh, Tuan, and uh, beat writer Anthony Tuan Paolo will say this all the time. Fuck magic. Oh, magic is magic a little ridiculous. Magic sucks. Sorry, Patillo. We, we might have to tell our friend Brian Patillo to maybe write an editorial about magicians. And yeah. He has yeah. to defend them because... Fucking we, carnies just figuring out clever appara- ways to trick you. Apparently this guy makes $70 million a year. Who's Chris, that? Chris Angel. $70 million? On what? Then... October 27th, Forbes published something saying David Copperfield was the highest paid magician at $64 million a year. Oh, Davy Cops. The next day. The next day. October 28th, Chris posted a quote from Bloomberg article that said he was the highest paid magician in the world. Oh, beef. The That's highest what beef paid magician is. in the world with the best magic show, and it brings in more than $150 million a year. So it's over doubled since May. He followed that tweet up with an obvious dig at David Copperfield. Most respected business mag got it right without bias or agenda. And I don't buy Twitter followers or reviews like he who plays venue half my size. It gets bigger. He posted another picture of himself just looking like a complete douche. Thanks, Las Vegas, for another cover. An, an illusion revolution indeed. The old school, tired, hokey magic shows of yesterday are done. Also another dig at Copperfield. I, the fact that like the, these guys think they're that important. In like day-to-day, like... Y- 
Yeah, what the fuck you? Magic sucks. It's not important. Like, you're not important at all. No. Nobody gives a shit about your magic. And I really, I cannot wait for this to to get more and more just brutal. Oh, I think David Copperfield comes out and says, I don't buy my Twitter followers. I don't buy my hair. I hope they have like a magic off like in South Park with like the psychic battle. Oh, and it's just, just holding the, each other's heads. The two of them on an NBC live broadcast in Times Square, just <laughs> and there's all these fake fucking sets. Chris Angel starts fucking flying in the middle of Times Square, <laughs> and all the morons are like, "Oh, how does he do it?" This is hysterical because then somebody else gets into it, posts something, and says that Copperfield makes sixty-four, then Penn and Teller make more than Chris Angel at thirty-one and a half, and then Chris Angel makes nineteen million. I mean, just Penn and fact, Teller are at least entertaining. Yeah, just the fact that magic that's, or not—that's a story. That's a news story. Yeah, like that's what what passes as news these days. Yeah, is David Copperfield, someone who apparently is still making sixty-four million dollars a year. Right. What the fuck is he doing making sixty-four million dollars no a year? Fucking clue. How they've been Who's going to see him do magic? They've been holding on to this bit. I, you know what? Once this election's over, I'm exposing you, yeah. David. When all, I'm coming when the, when after the you, dust David settles, Copperfield. It's going to be you and me. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, wh- who's going to these shows? Who was seeing David Copperfield perform? I want to go to one of the David Copperfield shows dressed as Gandalf Graham and just storm you the stage. You shall not pass. Storm the stage and just try to hijack his show. That would be awesome. <laughs> if me and you start having a wizard's duel. One of us could be Harry. I'll be Dumbledore. Yeah, fucking Dumbledore. And we'll fight over uh, the hobbits. Yes. Who gets to bring them home. And one of them will be like, Albus Dumbledore is the greatest wizard in the world. And David Copperfield's like, no, I am. And then Chris Angel descends from the sky. As Voldemort. Yeah. And he's just like, I am Lord and Voldemort. Then, and then David Blaine digs himself from underground and said, I, just, I was buried for... 396 I've, days. I've been down here for fucking I've, four years. I've been down here for almost four years. I've listened to everything. I'm the best. I'm the best. And then, of course, he's patient that's zero. That's an epic showdown. And that's the zombie apocalypse yeah. with David Blaine. See, so we thought to that. We'll look back at 2016 being like, wow, what an incredible year. Because 2017, magic is going to rule and we're going to we're all yeah. basically going to die. Thanks to David Copperfield. David and, Copperfield and Chris, Chris Angel. Angel. What a feud. Thank God for Twitter. I think we could probably make David Blaine go away just by giving him like a blunt. David Blaine, we could. Thanks for the magic trick, man. Literally, I don't have any money for you, but here I got weed. If, if somebody says, "I don't think you could stay underground for two years," and he would say, "Challenge accepted." But didn't he try to do that like the water one in Times Square? He held his, he, he held his breath for like hours. He was like training to do it to like break a world record, or he and was, he like lived in this fucking like <clears throat> bowl of water for like three days preparing yeah. for it, and then he fucking failed. On national television, yeah. he fucking failed. But like, he still got paid tons of money. Just oh to yeah, try. I, yeah. I would have tried it. I would have gone. I would have gone to Times Square and thrown like Snickers into the water. Like, hey, <laughs> like that? You like that? I'm a dick. I'm a real dick. Do you want me to do one more link, or, or are we gonna have to? Uh, we gotta take a break. I think we gotta take a quick commercial break because when we these come back, these sponsors just are flooding us. We gotta we gotta keep the lights on, and when we come back, uh, the Hard On Podcast has sent a rebuttal to us, and we're gonna play a round of. The fuck you say? Let's do it. So stay tuned. We'll be back after this. <laughs> A word from our sponsors. Oh, hey, kids. Guess who's back? How did you get in here? Who, me? I've just been living in your basement. It's no big deal. Do you know what time it is? No, I don't have the time, and we don't care. Time to play the game! (laughs) It's the Game Board Game brought to you by the game. Fresh off of injury, I'm in full denim. I hope you kids are thirsty, because I'm spraying Poland Spring all over the place. Triple H wins. Fuck this game, it's impossible. I can never win. Well, children, that's just not how the game is played. Looky, looky, I unlocked the yellow school bus. I hope you kids packed your lunches. We're going straight to DVD. I am the chaperone. Triple H wins. What, Mr. Hunter, how is that a win? I just landed on the golden boxing gloves. It's Mayweather. He wants me and the Beebs to walk out with him to the ring. Triple H wins. Oh, the fun never ends. This isn't fun. This is totally lame. 
ding dong, China's dead, Triple H wins. Yeah, I said it, it's cause I'm the king of kings. I am that damn good, I am the game. Nobody's gonna tell me what to do. Head to your local toy store today. Your kids will love the game board game brought to you by the game from Hasbro. Do you even game, bruh? Stephanie's my bitch. Getting blown up after two spots? Struggling to go the full 60 minutes? Nobody wants a lover with a poor work rate. Don't worry, Roman. I mean, don't worry, men. Your problems are solved. Introducing Mark Henry's Sexual Chocolate. Mark Henry's Sexual Chocolate will give you the ability to go the distance. One bite, and you are the world's strongest love machine. Let me tell you something, brother. If I had Mark Henry's sexual talk when I did that sex tape, it would have been twice as long, twice as hard, and I would have won twice the money, brother. Mark Henry's sexual talk. Somebody's gonna get their ass smacked. Stephanie takes a bite before she mounts me on my throne each and every night. I am the game, but I can say this because I can admit it. Mark Henry's a B plus player. This chocolate, A plus, top marks. Just like me, the game, Triple H, Cerebral Assassin, I am Evolution, Adapt or Die. <laughs> okay, Triple H, settle down, bud. Caution side effects may include giving birth to a hand, upset stomach, joining the nation of domination, diarrhea, entering the Hall of Pain, rash, or faking your retirement. If your push lasts for more than four weeks, please see a doctor immediately. NTPOS podcast. I've never heard a softer P ever uttered in my life. This is episode four, Anonymity. Nailed it again. I'm all over it. Coming back strong. All over it. My name is Sean Michaels Evanson, sitting here with Christopher the Gobbler Feldman. I am still here. And a framed picture and title belt for the new NTPOS podcast champion, Anthony Tuan Paolo. The beat-off writer. The beat-off writer. Being a douche. Still. And we said before the commercial break, you know, we've been working back and forth a, a bit with the the guys over at the Hard On Podcast. I haven't really quite been working with them. Yeah. Kind of just like like going at them. Yeah. You know? I mean, really, I mean, we're, I guess we're kind of dicks, being real dicks about it because they invited us to play this game with them. And we're just... Game. But obviously, they didn't realize we, we are pieces of shit. It's part of our name. Yeah. They're, oh, these guys, no talent pieces of shit? No, they're going to be terrible. They game. must have just we'll thought, oh, they'll, they'll just be bad at this game because they're no talent pieces of shit. But also, we're pieces of shit. We fucking crushed this game. But we're pieces of shit. Oh, like, yeah. We're going we're gonna to not be nice to you. We're not nice to you at Ever. all. doesn't matter where Heel, we're Heal, baby. Heal, baby. Mm. Heal. Heal. Heal, baby. Heal, Wilbur. Uh, so, yeah, we've been uh, going back and forth. Well, this is like finally the first back and yeah, it took them it took them like a month to i guess must finally encourage. rebuttal to yeah. us they had to really think must of be like an up, it must be an upstate thing yeah must be they have a hard yeah. time keeping a hard on things move a little slower up here uh so yeah, basically the guys over at the hard on podcast they came out with their episode 97 uh recently i forget the name of it like that's what you go to hell for i think was the name of the episode a very funny episode one of the best ray romano jokes i've ever heard in my life terrible as long as you don't have a soul you'll laugh at that yeah. joke but it it's also a, it's also a fact you know facts aren't convenient yeah um and it's it's a buddy i went to college with i went to school with named sean barnes and two of his other buddies who who they record together, fucking, it's like Reggie and Alfred. No, uh, no, no, Tweedledee and Tweedle Dipshit. Oh, okay, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. who he records with, that right? Those those are that the hard on guys. That was right? them. Um, so basically, they 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 heard our shoot promo from a couple weeks ago, and they they took some minor offense to it, and they decided to challenge us again to the fuck you say. But uh, here, I'll let you hear. We'll we'll go to a quick soundbite of them doing their shoot promo on us. Let's give this a quick listen. That's okay. we have to be better than them. All right. We got to do better. Do better. Do better. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that? <laughs> Dude, was that a? That's. <laughs> if, if Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior had a nasty shit baby that grew up in Wisconsin, that would be. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we're angry over here at the Hard On Podcast because uh, you boys can't remember our names, and you know, geez, that really bugs us real bad when uh, you guys, your fellas, are talking your poop, and uh, you know. It just makes us uncomfortable, and it feels like we're not getting the respect we'd like to get. Am I right? Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, but fuck those guys. All right. Fuck those guys calling us out on their show. You know what I mean? Like, where they're completely safe. Sean's hitting shit. They're completely down on the island. Down they're on they're Long in, Island. They're in Strong Eye. I mean, do you know anybody good from Long Island? Do you know one person you like from Long Island? Max. I, I, <laughs> you're not. You're helping my argument here. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You're 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 making my argument stronger. Name one person that's cool from Long Island. Ray, Ray Romano. <laughs> See, you're. And he led that kid to suicide. That's true. <laughs> he didn't so, even call him a loser. That was rough. Just do it. <laughs> Come on, you pussy. <laughs> There's a quick soundbite from it. Uh, I like the, the Fargo accents that they kind of yeah, went yeah, with. Yeah, I like that a These lot. North Dakota Fargo accents. Very entertaining. It, I thought it was going to start off with like a macho mean Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't quite go that way. Uh, they just kind of went yeah. full on fucking Fargo. They went Fargo. Oh, yeah, eh? Yeah. Manitowoc County, eh? Oh, yeah, there you are, eh? Um... But I, I appreciate the, that. That obviously wasn't the full soundbite. Those guys went for a while, um, and then they challenged us to the fuck you say. Uh, I recommend checking out their full episode. It was good. Our uh, bit where they start going at us comes in about like 40-something minutes in. Yeah, something around here. Um, so if you want to hear the full shoot and their full challenge uh, to you know our their rebuttal to the fuck you say aimed toward us, you can check them out. I think they're on iTunes and... and uh, Podomatic. Podomatic. You can yeah, find you them. Go, you can find them on, on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook Hard as well. Check them out there. Facebook. They they post all their episodes up there, which is very good. Um, but yeah, they sent us a rebuttal. So they have they have a good system set up over there. They they play like cue music for their different segments. We don't. They have a the fuck you say song that like kicks off into the fuck you say. Um, I don't know what it is, but. And I don't have it. We don't. I haven't quite got my laptop set up to the switcher board yet for us to do something like well, that. Well, you you fell off the shelf. So. You fell and hit the laptop. And now we can't use our sound bites. We can't check my sound bites. But uh, I now figured it's, now it's your problem. I figured on. you would respect this for like a ghetto version of our own cue music into the fuck you say. Okay. So fucking what? Oh, okay. It's only the greatest band of all time. He's fucked the pig, he's fucked the goat. So, so what? fucking what? The fuck you say? So the fuck what you so said. So the fuck what? Um, as Donovan would say. As as Donovan as Justin Donovan would definitely say. He's a foot. Doctor. Um I can't remember the ones that they got right. I know they got like one right when we sent one their way. Um but they sent us three. Uh I'll, I'll I've had the been able to sit on these words for a while. I haven't looked them up because that would ruin the fun of it. Yeah, obviously. Um, but I sent it to you guys uh, earlier today. I put it in the chat. I don't know. I think maybe Tuan responded. Uh, I trust that he also didn't look it up because uh, well, I'll he, tell him uh, answering the app. He is He's asking me right now. He is a douche. He's a big time douche. Um. So the first one, the fuck you say, is not even a word. And I am, I have to admit, given this first one, I'm rattled. A li- I'm a little rattled. I heard you using the microwave. Obviously, for anybody who hasn't played the game, it's words and phrases you find on Urban Dictionary, and we're going to guess the definition of them. But I heard you using the microwave. I'm at a fucking loss. The phrase is, I heard you using? I heard you using the microwave. Okay. I... I've pulled it up here on my phone. I'm not looking at it yet because I'm still trying to muster up what the fuck is I heard you right. using well, the microwave. Uh, if you maybe think about it in the way that people used to say, oh, I heard you paint houses when you were like a hitman or something. Oh, I heard you paint houses. Like, yeah, I do. 
what, what house do you need me to paint? Like, you would go there and kill somebody. I know this from experience. Because mm. I was a hitman. Um, I heard you using the microwave. Oh, I wonder if it's sexual. I'm. I, it's hard not to think sexual with these immediately, but I have a feeling that they're they want they're like we're gonna fucking bring it. And they're gonna send us one that's not sexual. But my mind is immediately going like, you turn a microwave on, it's kind of like a sound. Yeah. To me, that's that's a vibrator. So it's like a, a guy saying to his wife or something, "I heard you using the microwave, the vibrating sound of making a, a Dutch oven mm. with the with the sheets pulled over." I just. <laughs> I heard you using the microwave. I heard you using your vibrator. Is is my? I'm gonna say that microwave is a key term for vibrator. And she was. I heard you using the vibrator. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go a step further. It's her using a vibrator, but she's on a. Um, she's on a carousel. She's on a carousel. She's on a carousel. Uh, <laughs> beat writer Moss, CM Drunk Moss did not give any kind of answer, but beat writer Tuan said, I heard you're using the microwave. Microwave has to be uh, when you're over here, your mom or sister teasing the clam with one of those Hoss, Hoss. vibrators. <laughs> kind of sounds like the buzzing of a microwave through the door. So he's right, he's, on, he's right, right on, par. on par with me. Uh, let's see. Let me pull this up. I heard you using the microwave. This means that somebody was too loud during sex the night before. Microwave refers to the coitus that was had. Okay, so just I heard you having sex. Yeah, I heard you having sex. I heard okay. you using the microwave. They have like a, a clip. Justine, good morning, you guys. How did you sleep? Not very well. Why? I heard you using the microwave last night. Oh, dear. Oh, God. I wanted popcorn. You're just jealous because you heard her using the microwave and you can't handle that heat. Ooh. That's good. Get out the That's kitchen. Good. So we were, we were in the ballpark. I like mine on the carousel best. Mm. Because microwave, it spins. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> it spins. It spins. You yes, see? you can elaborate on that? No, <clears throat> nope. moving on. It spins. All right, so we were close, but I definitely don't think we got that. Uh, the next one that they gave us was pentagonorrhea. Mm. And I'll give you, I'll give mine. I I have to assume, and this almost does feel a little unfair because I, I listened to the podcast yesterday, so I've had a little bit more time to mull it over, but... You think about the Pentagon, right? And it's got to be one of the most secure locations in the country, mm. right? The amount of information that comes in and, like, probably nothing gets Top out. Secret. Top secret. So I have to assume that Pentagonaria, the fuck is Pentagonaria? I'll tell you what it is. It's when, like, a man is cheating on his wife, but, like, in most social circles, you can't do it and get away with it. You're going to okay. get caught. But if you're doing it with other people, like you work at the Pentagon. So it's somebody who works at the Pentagon cheating on his wife with other people, like other women who were also work at the Pentagon. And you know it's secure there because that's never getting out. No. Like it's in the Pentagon. That's never getting out it's those concrete those walls. walls. So it's staying in there. But in the process of doing it, he caught gonorrhea and that's how he got caught. Like your wife caught you cheating because you got pentagonorrhea from the Pentagon. From the Pentagon. Okay. That's the that's only. That's that's where my mind's going with it. My, Sexual again. My guess is it's definitely gonorrhea, but I'm thinking it's when you transmit it to five people. That's pretty good. Simultaneously. I was like, part of me was thinking five also. Like if you got gonorrhea in five different locations, like you can have vaginal sex, anal sex, oral, ear, ear from Family Guy, and then what like. Eyesight, like if you're sick enough to fuck someone's eyesight, that, but that, like hand job, can you get gonorrhea of the hand? Uh, I guess of the chest, maybe. I don't know, but that that fell to it. So you're saying it's when you give gonorrhea to, to five, five people. different people? Yeah. What did Tuan say? Can you read Tuan's response yeah, to me? While gonorrhea I... sounds like some satanic form of the clap that burns like you're shoving a fireplace poker up your pee hole. Man, Very Tuan's, specific. Tuan's should be writing for Urban Dictionary. Good God, that sounds like spot on. Let's see. Uh, pentagonorrhea, the tragic flaw that makes uh, generals blind to the corruption of their egos from power. So it, it makes them the do stupid things like using insecure email to carry on a love affair, despite being director of the CIA, who ought to know better. General Petraeus 
was done in by his own pentagonaria. That's awesome. So he's on his, it's like being on your high horse because you have a high up position in the government. Yeah. I was in the right, I was on, because in the ballpark. The Pentagon. I was in the ballpark again, okay. but still a miss. Pentagonaria. That's, that's a good one. Fuck. I think we're over two. Um, and oh, then easily. finally, the last one they sent us was FLID. F L I D. FLID. Sounds like an Australian word. Oi, the FLID there. Eh? Oh, oh, look at that flit out in the range there. Yeah. Hello, Sheila. Hello, Sheila. That's look a lovely little flit you got there. This guy playing a Wolverine looks like a filthy flit, if oh you ask me. Oh, my God. What a nice pair of customers down there, the flit. <laughs> you got, got a, a nice little flit flat. Got a nice set of down under. <laughs> um, flit. The only thing I can think of, again, I'm going full sexual with this because it's hard not to, and I feel like it's not going to be, but it sounds something, obviously, I, I'm thinking like fluid in the eyelid. Um, and this is where my mind went. I can't remember if it was in high school or college. Somebody brought up a frosty walrus. Oh, the salty walrus. Is it salty walrus or frosty walrus? Which was like an urban dictionary term for like, if we should have saved this one and thrown this at hard on although maybe they've heard it. Um, but it was supposed to be like, if a girl's going down on you, it's relevant because we were talking about this before a girl's going down on you and you hold her there right as you're about to come and you pinch her nose, you come and then you let her nose go. She starts coughing. She backs up, and then it's like it shoots out her nose the like salty a walrus, walrus fangs. Yeah. Um, so I keep thinking that it's like got to be something along the same lines. Only this time you don't let her nose go. And you ever like if you're really sick, you ever get like mucus, kind of dried mucus in your eyes, the and they say how your sinuses and your tear ducts are all connected. So I'm gonna say it's like she's going down on you, and you pinch her nose just like the frosty walrus or salty walrus, but you don't let go. To the point where the semen's got to backtrack somewhere, and it goes up and starts coming out of tear ducts. This is killing me. Right? <laughs> this is that's that's and it's fluid in her eye, Ooh. fluid in her eyelid, flid, flid, flid. Poof. It's that's a hard flid. one. That's that is a hard one. I'm gonna say hard on from the hard on. I'm gonna say it's not sexual this time. Okay. I'm gonna say it's just maybe a term for someone who ran. Oh, he fled. They fled. He fled. That the guy fled. He fled the scene. That guy fled the scene. He is a coward. He's he fled the scene. He is a coward. I am a Guerrero. <laughs> I will never flee. He's either, he's either a Guerrero or he's the Red Viper from Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, so you're saying someone who fled the scene. And Tuan <laughs> says, fled could be the hardest one. <clears throat> uh, I want to say it's the lid to a container that flips open halfway. Interesting. So it's like a flit. Like the icebreakers. Yes. The cool uh, mm. the mints. Yeah. So let's see. Let me pull this one up. Pull uh, it up. Pull it up. Pull flid. it up. An insult usually meaning uh, spacker, thick, incapable, or physically challenged. It's definitely an Australian word or a British. Shortened term of uh, thalidomide, a German invented drug which was used in the nineteen in the nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties across Europe to tame the side effects of to tame excuse me the side effects of pregnancy. It caused birth birth defects in newborns whose mothers had used the drugs. The ban has now been lifted on <laughs> Oh thank God. Thalidomide. Thalidomide. Uh as it's believed to cure a rare form of leprosy. And is currently being tested in treatment of HIV and AIDS. Ha ha, what a flid. So you were right in that it's like a nickname. You were in that right ballpark uh. again. But an insult, usually meaning spacker? That's someone who flees. <laughs> uh, thick, incapable, or physically challenged. That's kind of mean. Yeah. He's saying that we're flid over here. Over here, those flid over here. We get our responses out like quick. Those guys, if you listen to their responses to us, and when they play the fuck you say, they fumble fuck it like crazy. Oh, they fumble fuck it all day long. There's dead air. There's nothing happening. Even when they're talking, it's just hot air. It's just hot. Oh, yeah. It's either hot air or Fucking Reggie and Alfred. Uh, Sean's good on the mic. He's good at running the show. Alfred? The other two, Reggie Reggie and and, uh, Adolf, are not. They're they're bad. Those, those guys, pathetic. They can't even do a, a, a Macho Man Randy Savage yeah, impression. Stinky in the brain. Mm. The brain stinks. That was a good round of the fuck you say. Um, yeah, I guess we kind of fucked up, huh? We didn't come up with three terms to send their direction. Well, I guess we have a month. Yeah, according to, to, come up with to three, the hard-ons. With three uh, terms. The hard-ons rules. We have, we have plenty of time to come up with our fucking own. 
Uh, you and I, well, we'll probably try to get together on the weekend. We'll come up with a rebuttal for them by then. Um, I, I was I, severely, I'll... I've been, I listened to this late yesterday on my commute home and I've been thinking about these words for a long time. So it's like almost in, I know that's like kind of against the rules. Like, uh, Alfred was saying we should do a live Skype on that soundbite. Skype. If you listen to the whole thing, um, that would make it fair. So you're hearing the words like on the spot, but even with time to try to process these words, I, I ballparked it, but not even. I can I can give him two phrases now if you want. You're gonna give him two. I'll give him two phrases. What the fuck are you gonna give him? The San Diego Sayonara. The San Diego Sayonara. San Diego Sayonara. Okay, so we're not waiting for the weekend. We're fucking. No. We're doing it live. No. And then there's the East Berlin Shakedown. East Berlin Shakedown. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna they might get these. I'm I'm looking quickly right now to try to to come up with one. Um, San Diego Sayonara, East Berlin Shakedown. East Berlin Shakedown? Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give them... Uh, fuck, I'm like looking through these right now. Just trying uh, how to... How about uh, the Rusty Trombone? <laughs> we already went through that one the last time. Did we? Um, yeah. <laughs> Did we do the Rusty um, Trombone? Uh, the Hucklebuck. The Hucklebuck. All right. No, I'm going to go with uh, Queen of Spades. Queen of Spades? Queen of Spades. So I just found one quickly. San Diego Sayonara. San Diego Sayonara. East Berlin Shakedown. East Berlin Not Shakedown. To be I don't even West know what the Berlin fuck Shakedown. those two are either. And then there is the Queen of Spades. Queen of Spades. The Queen of Spades. Good luck, Hardon. I mean, really, good luck. You know? Hopefully it's better than your... If you're going to do I a mean, Macho Man Randy Savage impression, you got to commit to it. Yeah! You understand there? Yeah, boy, yeah! We over here at NDBOS Podcast are going straight to the top to the stars. Yeah, the stars. One star, the NDBOS star, shining brighter than all the other ones. Yeah! That's how you commit, folks. That's how you commit to a, a wrestling character. And they brought up Dusty Rhodes as if they... I can do a good Dusty Rhodes. Anthony Tuan Paolo, the beat-off writer, the best Dusty Rhodes oh, over yeah. here. It, it literally goes me, good, better, best. Sean, best. best. Good, better, best. Uh, so, yeah, there you have it. On a, a more serious note, the Hard On Podcast has been doing a push for their 100th episode. They're at 97. They're looking to do a uh, uh, 100th episode, like Christmas Spectacular. What a wonderful time of year it will be. Uh, so I just want to give them, in all seriousness, a quick congratulations on making it to 100 episodes. That's mm. an accomplishment we'll get to eventually. I mean, we're, we're back and forth on our our numbering right now we did like 26 wrestling ones then we did one shooting the shit now this is episode four of just a regular podcast so yeah, we're all over the we're place. in the ballpark of 30 again we're no talent pieces we're, of we're shit. in the ballpark of 30 but uh these guys are reaching number 100 uh so that's a, a serious congratulations to them surprised uh, they could count that high being well done state. i enjoy listening to their podcast week to week I, I i suggest people go out and listen to episode 97 and tune in for the christmas spectacular episode i'm, I'm looking forward to it 97 was a great episode again if you like uh hot 97 hot. terrible jokes uh like terrible as in like morally questioning i feel guilty for laughing at it and you want to rip apart ray romano i tune in for that because there's a killer ray romano joke in that one literally it's a killer self-killer um so yeah congratulations to the hard on podcast as you guys make your push towards episode 100 on the christmas Pussy spectacular corn pusher <laughs> for us Pushing over here at the ntpos podcast center any final thoughts? The fuck you say is there. The challenge is out to Sean, Reggie, and Adolf. I mean, I'm I'm just looking forward to see what links are going to sh- pop up over the next week. I weekend. can't I, wait. I'm I've loving got, Hit the Links. I've got some archived. i got some gold. Hit the Links is good. Professional wrestling continues to kind of stay on the same keel, even though uh, it's a lot to fucking watch. we got a really watch. big premiere next Thursday night. Oh, we're, I can't we're, wait. We're, we're, going, go- we're going to a private screening of uh, the Rogue One. The Rogue One. At uh, Regal Ronkonkoma 9. Mm, very private. Very, uh, very uh, private. Pieces of shit only allowed. Yep. yep. So we've qualified. Yep. Uh, we will do just a podcast on Rogue One. Immediate, like yes. I almost, I want to, I can't take off Friday immediately after, but I wish I could. But that Friday, I feel like you and I will go see it again Friday night. Mm. We'll come back here and we'll immediately just start recording about it. Or if it. we can't do that, we'll do Saturday morning. We'll see it, come right back we'll here. We'll do our review of Rogue One. There will be that a, a lengthy review to. of that. I, I have two articles up on the two trailers, the two like main trailers that yeah. came out for it. Uh, so you can read my write-ups on that. But I'm not a good writer because I'm a no-talent piece of shit. So, I mean, you got to read it anyway, though. 
Uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter at NTPOS Podcast. You'll find us there uh, under both locations. You'll find me. I am no longer Reginald Chesterfield on Facebook. I am back to Sean Evanson, uh, more commonly known as Sean Michaels Evanson. Uh, Chris, you're no longer a seagull. No, I, I had to transition back. That's fine. The wife really wasn't enjoying sex anymore yeah, well, with the seagull. So, you I get mean, feathers all over the I bed. I can't. And- Blame her because we didn't know if it was semen or if it was just my shit. Yeah, mix the, the two. And it was like, I didn't know what was happening. I got to get myself checked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but all those years at the Seaside Nest University, man, what what a time I Don't had. let your seagull gonorrhea get to your what head. A, what a time I had. Don't let that seagull gonorrhea man, get so to So prestigious. You. So now I'm just back as Chris Feldman. There you go. Uh, you can find uh, beat writer Anthony Tuan Palo's work up on the website. He's always posting different things, ripping apart the NFL, making fun of wrestling. And, it, you know, he hasn't posted something in a while, but I'm sure he's going to get back to it. He is the NTPOS podcast champion. Doosh. And as the NTPOS podcast champion, it is his job to sign us off. So, beat off writer, if you would take it away. He's, you're not saying anything? You know what I think he's doing, Sean? What's he doing? He's leading by example. Oh, I respect that. Just the way he is respecting. The silence. Don't talent, idiotic piece of shit. You will never be anything. Never.